The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you so much for being with us today on this program, Afternoons with Mike. Heard daily here on The Shepherd, the start of a new week, and I've got a couple in the studio today that I've never had on my radio program yet in four years. Uh, Kevin Eureka and Rebecca Lang, they're both part of Shepherd Ministries, and you guys have been around the Orlando area, Central Florida area for a long time. And I, I'm really anxious to have you. You guys are friends, uh, both married, but not to each other, different families, but having a long history of serving God together. And that's pretty cool. And now you guys are both involved in this outreach ministry mm-hmm. called Shepherd. So first of all, Kevin, I think I said your name right. Did I say that right? Pretty close. I answer to just about anything. <laughs> okay, you say it then. Eurichko is the last oh, name. Oh, okay. I yep. missed the richness of That's it. That's right. Then. There's a few. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The opposite of you, Porco. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more fitting. Uh, I, I should have asked that before we began the, the program, but that's okay. Uh, and And where are you from originally, Kevin? Uh, born in Illinois, so I'm a Midwesterner, but grew up here in Central Florida, uh, 78 on. So I we moved when I was nine nine years old. What part of Central uh, Illinois? Seminole, oh, Illinois, Galesburg, Western Illinois. Western mm-hmm. Illinois, toward St. Louis? Yes. Yeah, okay. sort of, yeah, in between St. Louis, Quad Cities of Iowa, if you're okay. familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Not too far from the Mississippi River. and uh, But no, I was a child when we moved down here. Graduated from Lake Hal High School, and I've, I've been in town uh, through, except for college, that, that whole period of time. And college was where? Boston University. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So you you left the Midwest altogether. <laughs> yeah. I had to have the big city experience oh, at some my. point. So yeah. just enjoyed that greatly and met my wife around here, stayed around here, and uh, my, my family still predominantly lives in Florida. Your undergraduate degree, what did you study in Boston? Philosophy and world religions. I was, uh, that's a longer story, but I had grown up in the church, uh, felt the call Mm -hmm. by God to, to go into ministry, ran as fast away from it as I could. Oh yeah, man, I get it. (laughs) Went off to Boston and went, Lord, I'm going to study all these other world religions and try to like unchristianized myself <laughs> oh, ended up really getting saved by the end of college uh, campus crusade and uh god, god was really good uh to find me and pursue me in the middle of boston so ended up finishing school and going into a part-time youth pastor role before going into seminary now you know that's not the outcome that often happens with a, a guy that does what you did so often a guy that really loves the lord goes off to a secular university to study religion and ends up far, far away from God. Certainly. So that that's the grace of God that was with you. Amen. That's wonderful. I'm grateful. Uh, and and you, you uh, spend all that time in the, what I used to call the frozen chosen area <laughs> of, of the world up there and in, in the, the Northeast. And there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people up there, but absolutely not. It's different up there than it is down here. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But I, I always said I loved, loved going to school in Boston. Wouldn't have wanted to raise a family in a city like that. So coming back here was, was ultimately a good part of the plan. Now, your title at Shepherd would be Pastor at Large. Is that Correct. that would be the the title? And yeah. we're going to get into the the wherewithals of how this ministry operates in a little bit. But let's switch over to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, your background. Uh, you've got a business background, uh, but you've worked for churches before and mm-hmm. in outreach, and that kind of is still the the big picture for you, right? Absolutely. I think. What I loved about my previous job was uh, mobilizing people, connecting people. When we walked into uh, our previous church, you know, our family was in a really precarious position, my husband and I, and Jesus through that community really changed our lives, transformed our lives and our family. Wonderful. And from that moment on, I knew that uh, I wanted to pour everything I had into uh, whether as a volunteer or whether or when I was on staff, um, into hoping that other people felt that way as well. I just had a great reciprocity and felt a great reciprocity on wanting people to encounter Jesus because uh, the reality is most people walking into churches, um, they're not church shopping. They're there because they've hit rock bottom in some way. Their marriage Mm -hmm. is falling apart. They're financially in ruin. Uh, They're struggling with addictions and strongholds. Um, They're isolated and lonely. And so uh, knowing that and seeing that firsthand uh, and then ultimately uh, being on staff and and I would say responsible for not just because of my title, but because of my desire, my heart and purpose, uh, that is something I'm just very passionate about. And so bringing that outside of the church walls uh, to work alongside Kevin and, and Shepherd Ministries, um, I've been able to do that, you know, and uh, sitting with a great, you know, we talked earlier, sitting with a grieving spouse um, who's, who's uh, just lost a loved one or uh, a woman whose marriage is, in a really bad place mm-hmm. um, and being able just to share some of my story, sometimes uh, just care and just listen is really important. So just coming alongside individuals to help them in their journey. Uh, you know, our mission is navigating the challenges of life together. The most important word in that particular statement is together. Um, but also alongside other ministries to help them do what they do uh, even better. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's what drives me. Um, and I just have a lot of history in, in business and, you know, you might say mobilizing people to sell a lot of jeans. I worked at the Gap for a long time. <laughs> worked at Gap <laughs> or uh, t-shirts, clothing store. Yeah. pocket tees, you name it. Yeah. Khakis, of course, you can't say Gap without uh, synonymous with khakis. But, um, but it's interesting to think that for 16 years I did that, never realizing that all the skills... And the experiences I had there were translatable to the church. Yeah, that God had a totally different use uh, for that skill set that never crossed my mind until until He called me to leave. And I'm betting that even during that season when you were at the Gap, that you had a love of people, mm-hmm. and you probably, even though you mm-hmm. may not have realized it, you were reaching out to them Correct. and checking in on them, mm-hmm. maybe in ways that would be way beyond. Yeah. Uh, the job description of a person working for Gap, right? Well, I have a really short story about that specifically. 
uh, one day a lady came in. I think this is when when Jeff, my husband, and I, we were already up in D.C., so Northern Virginia. And a lady had come. Lady had come in, and she was sort of near. She was near the Gene Wall, the Denim Wall. And so I came up to her and said, "Hey, what can I help you? You know, uh, fine today. You looking for a pair of jeans?" She goes, "No, actually, I'm not. Uh, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts." She goes, "I'm actually looking for something black to wear." Um, I lost my husband uh, the other day, and I'm here to buy something for the funeral. And just to be able to sit there and talk wow. to her for yeah. a couple of minutes. And you could literally take that moment in time in 19, you know, 2002 at the Gap in Northern Virginia and transplant it into the foyer of any church. Mm-hmm. You know, and and being able to really uh, just see how God was setting up long before I ever worked in a church, setting that up yep. long before I was ever working at Shepherd Ministries, um, and being able to to just use the smallest conversation for what I hope is someone feeling loved, known, heard, seen, and cared for. Mm, I love that. Kevin Yurishko and Rebecca Lang, if you just joined us, that's who we're talking to. Both have been in Central Florida Ministries for a long time, working at a, at a church for a number of years. Northland Church is where you guys were and associated. And even on your website, that's mentioned there. And their website, let's go ahead and give that because mm-hmm. a lot of explanation about the ministry is actually available. Kevin, won't sure. you give that, if you will? Sure. Our, our website is shepmen.com. We try to make it as brief and memorable as possible. So just S-H-E-P-M-I-N.com. Obviously an abbreviation for Shepherd Ministries. And Shepherd Ministries is, is actually a part of what's called the Florida Counseling Foundation. That's our parent organization. But Shepherd Ministries is a, a vehicle for for us to live out some of these passions and callings that you that you're you're hearing about and we're mm-hmm. talking about. And I tell you what, I, I you know Rebecca running into her, seeing her at Northland Church, and and just being amazed at what a master empathizer you've already heard about that i mean a master empathizer she is she's able to enter into someone's feelings and meet them where they are in just profound ways but but she's also a master mobilizer you don't find those kind of things together and and able to help someone accomplish things that they have dreamed of doing but never thought they could do and so some of our some of our pillars, uh, so to speak, of, of Shepherd Ministries are built around that, how God uses us for his glory in the lives of others. And it's profound to realize, yeah, if, if you spend any amount of time mm-hmm. with Rebecca, you're going to find out that you are all of a sudden moving toward uh, the, the goals that you really have. You're going to find yourself inspired to live life in relationship with others finding God in the midst of those relationships you're gonna we we run together and you're gonna find yourself accomplishing more than you could ever accomplish because she'll be coaching you along the way and and encouraging you and then all at the same time there's just this um, amazing uh, moment when you feel seen and known and, and heard. And so just marveling at that was what led me to say, we, we need to do this together a couple of years ago. And so it's, uh, it's been fantastic to move into this navigating the challenges of life together, which is our mission and allowing that to be a, a way that God uses us in the lives of others. Hmm. That sounds very interesting to see how that 
God uses these families, and you mentioned your families are, are good friends. Yes, they're very close. That's really great. And from different parts of the, the world, I mean, how you from that area, where where, where did you grow up? Uh, born in Brevard County. Oh, grew, you're a Florida girl. Yeah, man. I grew up in yeah. Cape Canaveral. It's definitely different now than what it was when I was younger. I uh, went to Cocoa Beach High School and then on to UF after that. I know Go you're a Gators fan, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look so great this weekend. But. No. <laughs> um, Took it on the chin. I know. Yeah. But I grew up there. Uh, I went to UF and then ended up in Northern Virginia, uh, Richmond area, actually. My husband, also from Rivera County, Merritt Island High School graduate, um, he went to art school in Richmond. And so we ended up in Northern Virginia and once, similar to Kevin, once we had kids, or at least our first daughter, our first child, Lola is our daughter, uh, we decided to move back because all of our family is basically between Brevard yeah, County, Seminole, yeah. Volusia. Um, so that's where, mm. that's a little bit of my story. But now We were talking about the, the personality. A lot of people put the gifts of God and the, their calling and what they do, and it seems like they're so effective at it. Uh, the gifts of God, the Bible, the Bible tells us He He gives these. He is a gift. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about Ephesians four and the gifts that Christ gave to the church through these people. You know, I heard a phrase years ago, and I think it's true for the both of you that a person's gifts makes room for the operation of those gifts. Mm-hmm. They kind of, the gift itself makes room for itself. Mm-hmm. And you you had to uh, only live life and that gift starts bubbling out, just like it did when you worked at Gap. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, they don't realize that. They don't realize that the gifting of God is going to emanate out from them and they might be operating in a God-given gift and not even be aware mm-hmm. that that's the motive behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ironic that our our church, we're a part of a house yeah. church that meets in Longwood. Uh, we call it Church on the Way, but it's uh, we just finished a, a study of the gifts and the not just the motivation gifts, but the ministry and the manifestations of those gifts and and the space that's created. Um, mm-hmm. You said it so well, Mike, and and it is it, that's part of what we lean into in in ministry is not so much oh here's a here's a job description or here's here's a role of what we do it's much more uh, show up and see how God uses us and that that is because of the feedback of others I, I've shared a few times that I'd, I'm sure you can mark me with the gift of mercy or or whatever yeah. <laughs> ministry gift you want to include there but what I've heard from people for years is Kevin when you show up you calm me down and so that's not listed in the spiritual gifts, but somehow that space that's created yeah. for God to fill is whether it's at a at a funeral where people really need to be calmed down, or at a wedding where a nervous bride needs somebody whose voice is just gonna. Yeah. And so those kind of things are. That's not about me. That's about the Lord using me for that's His right. glory. And I think that's that's a great segue into just what we believe at Shepherd Ministries. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, you know, we were talking earlier before on air about when we eventually become a church. Maybe, maybe not. It's not something that's on our radar right now. But what we do want to do is to make room for God, to meet with people, to meet with other organizations, to just leave margin 
in in our lives, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally, to be able to say, yes, actually, let's do that. Let's have that lunch. And not last week, but the week before, I believe, it, we were talking about it just being sort of a catalytic week for us, for Shepherd Ministries, because we met with several different individuals and organizations with no intention other than just many of them we already knew. Again, Kevin's been in, you know, I joked with you in the elevator. He's the Kevin Bacon of Central Florida. <laughs> he's he, been around. Everybody knows yeah, him. Yeah, everybody knows him. And so just a lot of times it was just catching up and hearing and what God did in those spaces. Yeah. Like, you know what? I never thought about us partnering and doing that with you, individual, or you, you know, nonprofit, or you, business, you know, whatever it is. And so I think the that's part of the counterculture we talked about, you know, being really present and available versus busy all the mm-hmm. time and uh, not filling our calendar for the sake of filling it, but really just being present with people um, and, and letting God do the rest. You know, when you think about this operation of these gifts, it, it does it does take time. You, you know, you you can't uh, just always box a person in and they're going to do this. They're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for you, Kevin, there is this, you mentioned this calming effect. When you walk up, uh, I would think instantly of, of my daughter who I, she's like full of the gift of mercy. And that's what I would think mm-hmm. it's probably been spoken over you as well. You're a, sure. you're a person that really feels and empathizes deeply. My daughter can do that. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people would think, well, don't you have to have a degree in uh, some sort of counseling Mm -hmm. or whatever? (laughs) No, she's got a gift. And that gift shows up wherever she is. And if there's something there, tears will come out of her eyes Mm -hmm. immediately because she's a merciful person. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I think this operation is pretty exciting. And that's what you guys are looking for. Those nuances of uh, moments where God can just show up and it might be with one group here. It might be with a, a, a another group over here. And you guys are working with all of these different kinds of groups mm-hmm. at the shepherd ministry. We've got that uh, just a moment. This it's shepmen.com.com mm-hmm. S H E P. And it's not related to the shepherd uh, network. That's yep. why it just happens to be we share a name. Need here. a lot of shepherds in Central Florida. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> shepmen.com. And, and you can contact contact us anytime. Connect at shepmen.com. Um, and if you know our name, our, our phone number, feel free to call us, text us, whatever. But okay. We're here. Well, we're up against a break. We're going to take that break right now. And then when we come back, we'll talk about some of the, the uh, ministries that are going on. And the lighthouse. There's a whole yeah. thing to talk about that too. Exciting. So let's uh, pick that back up with Kevin and Rebecca in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses were offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. 407-603-9144 
For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. With me today in the studio is Kevin Urichko and also Rebecca Lang, and they are from Shepherd Ministries, and that's in Central Florida. And we talked about this uh, at the end of our last uh, segment when we were, were just about ready to head out for a break, and they have this thing called the Lighthouse. And it, so it is a building that is, I don't know if it was always planned when you thought about Shepherd Ministries and the work that you're doing, but uh, somehow this came up. So Kevin, how'd that story happen? All right. I'll, I'll take the first pass at it. But, um, you know, the lighthouse has, has come about because when, when I came into Shepherd Ministries, there's a whole story related to that, but it was about two and a half years ago and I started doing a little bit of spiritual direction and pastoral care, but but I uh, I was sitting with a friend, a couple of friends, actually hanging out one night, and uh, just I'll go ahead and do the names. I don't think they'd mind their names being being mentioned here. But a friend named Tim Wright and another friend named James Price, and and we were just we were hanging out talking with each other. And I I said I love doing this care and counseling, but I'm I'm very interested in a little bit more, maybe a, a group space where we could do some training or some you. Know, you know, I, I, my work at Northland involved coming alongside of grief share and divorce care and various other celebrate recovery, Stephen ministry, a lot of these ministries that would have a larger group gathering teaching time, but then split up into smaller groups for some processing and prayer. And I, I just felt like I really want to do some of that. And, um, so Tim turned to James and said, do you think that 400 building would work for them? Which piqued my curiosity because we used to have a 400 building in Northland. But I thought, what what does that mean? Well, Tim had, uh, Tim's family was involved in owning several McDonald's stores in town for a while. And eventually about two years ago, he, he sold those franchises. And, and, uh, and one of the things he purchased around that time was this building, 400 Maitland Avenue. And it had been a former a pro- property appraisers building, looked like it had been a law office for a while, a couple of different uses, but mm-hmm. he was planning on, he had some plans for it, but he said, you know, Kevin, maybe this would work. And, and so we took a look at it around that same time. I was saying to Rebecca, why don't you join forces with me and be my partner here in this, this ministry, shepherd ministries. And so we both went through there. We developed a ministry plan, pitched it to Tim and, and James was present for that. And at that meeting, uh, my wife, who's a teacher at Geneva school, fifth grade, and, and, um, was dreaming along with me. She had, she had said, what about the name the lighthouse? And so we put that in our proposal to, to them. And James immediately just lit up, mm-hmm. <laughs> lighted up <laughs> when he saw the lighthouse name and, and no come, pun intended. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, so that it caught, caught on some energy. It wasn't just codenamed the lighthouse. It became, this is our name. And, and that was really sealed a few months later when tragically James passed away, sudden heart attack, uh, on a vacation in Costa Rica. And so his, his widow has been a 
part of, and his family has been a part of the launch of this building. So we have, we have said, you know, this is, this is really important to honor the relationships that matter, people who have encouraged us and that the lighthouse would be ultimately a ministry outpost of a place where people could come and gather, but it's not meant to be a place that contains the ministry as much as facilitates the kind of relationships in the community that change the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit of the story of the lighthouse. It it took us a long time to get into the building. Renovations um, went slowly, but, um, but we did a ribbon cutting two weeks ago. We, we have a community event coming up on October 14th. Come out and you're invited. It's fall y'all come celebrate with us. (laughs) It's fall. Wait a minute. Where where did that come from? (laughs) Actually, uh, one of my friends who volunteers with us. Uh, You sound like you're from my part of the Oh there. yeah, she came up with it. Let's, let's call it "It's Fall, Y'all." Let's like celebrate it. together. Oh my goodness, so. that is wonderful. And and this this whole idea, the, the, a couple of guys are sitting talking to you, mm-hmm. and they throw this out. So the kind of renovations that you did, what did you do to the building that made it effective for these venue yeah. uh, settings that you now use it for? What did they do? It's a great question, Mike. We've we've opened up the middle of the building and and created a gathering space that you know very comfortable around round tables for forty to fifty people. So. Um, a medium-sized group, and then several breakout rooms, smaller group rooms where 10, 12, 15 at the most could gather in each of those. And so the front part of the building is the counseling center that Florida Counseling Foundation operates. And But the rest of the building is this kind of ministry center. It's been used even in the last week for a, a youth group and for an Altamont church in the local area. Uh, we've had special events, a charcuterie We had workshop. a charcuterie fundraiser. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's a Charcuterie. Yeah. I know what a charcuterie board is. What, yeah. what is that? Well, I think we talked earlier about uh, Kairos Adventures. They're probably one of our closest ministry partners. And so Kevin and I are very invested in that particular ministry. And uh, and they're relatively new uh, going out on their own in January. And so we spent a lot of time, they've spent a lot of time fundraising. And someone said, uh, you should do a charcuterie fundraiser. So a company came in. Hi, I don't know if I'm allowed to plug them, but they were incredible. Hi, Society Charcuterie, you've never heard of them. They're, I think they're based in Seminole County, came out and there was about 40 of us, men and women, and uh, they taught us how to do charcuterie. I've always done charcuterie, but I realized uh, after doing this that my charcuterie was like an animal trough. Because <laughs> there's an art form. To there, oh, there certainly is. There, I yeah. mean, I learned how to make like salami roses oh, and, yeah. you know, so prosciutto high, daffodils. High <laughs> yeah, you, you can put edible flowers. But anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, like Kevin said, uh, uh, we've used, the, the space is now being used monthly for a youth group uh we have a a very small like women's sexual trauma group that meets there uh from another church as well as a couple of bible studies and then um, our friends at kairos use it for programming on tuesdays uh for uh, they do video programming and a baking class so uh, it's just intended to um a modern widows club has used it Mm -hmm. for an event that they had and then we have some new connections that are on the horizon that Mm -hmm. uh, again leaving that space available for God to just drop things in our lap and say, oh, that's why we don't just fill the space all the time just for the sake of filling the space. Now you mentioned 400 and you Mm -hmm. mentioned Maitland. What is the address for it? 
400 Maitland Avenue. It is Altamont Springs. Oh, yeah. Not, yes, there is Maitland. a... There's a yeah. doctor's uh-huh, office. Uh-huh. 400 Maitland Avenue. Maitland is a doctor's office. Don't I go know, there. <laughs> and I was going to say, I, I don't think it's an accident because we do get every once in a while and more often than you think, people who are going to the doctor open our door and mm-hmm. we end up having to help them. And so uh, I think that that there's something in that too. Okay, so that's that's got to be close to where my daughter lives over mm-hmm. in that area. That's uh, south of 436 Correct. on Maitland Avenue then, right? Yeah. About six blocks south. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there's a pharmacy over there. Exactly. Correct. Right across yes. the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where that is. That's us. It's a, mm-hmm. it's fresh freshly painted, some nice lights on the outside. doesn't look like a lighthouse, but it mm-hmm. has. Uh-huh. it's a lighted house. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it. field, a, lot, a big yeah. space for mm-hmm. just outdoor events and things like that. One of the groups that you mentioned that you've had meeting at the Lighthouse has to do with uh, the whole human trafficking thing, sex trafficking. Uh, That that is something that is like a breakout, right? I mean, you've got, Mm -hmm. uh, we're like one of the top areas in the world and in the nation. Florida is number three. Number three it is, yeah. And that is incredible. So what, what has your involvement in that been like? Um, for us, it's just providing a space for, uh, again, we're coming alongside another church or uh, coming alongside a church uh, who doesn't have space and allowing them to use it. Uh, the leader of that particular group, what's been wonderful about that, actually, yeah, what's been wonderful about that is a small group of women who are there really working through, the, the, I don't know the, who those women are, um, but they've found a lot of solace and comfort and healing in that particular group that meets there weekly. Uh, they've just finished uh, their first group. They they use a faith-based, uh, I think it's a 12-week program, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little bit less. But uh, at the end of that particular uh, most recent session, uh, the leader of the group reached out to me and said, there's two women in the group that really want to move forward with their healing journey. And so they're looking for some counseling. And so that's just a wonderful way and a great example of us, uh, you know, where our different ministries intersect mm-hmm. and refer them out to um, our friends at Florida Counseling Foundation or, you know, Pastor Kevin will see them. But the idea being that, you know, those particular people came in as individuals seeking help um, and, and then they'll end up going and finding community through that mm. and their particular healing and transformation will, will continue. And that's, I think what we love about this space is you have people who come in through community and people who come in through as individuals and we're just able to help them and help move them along in their particular process of, of, of healing. Now that's uh, the, this group. Now you also then have the counseling group mm-hmm. that you said is like in the front part of the building. The, yeah. and so tell us about that. So Florida Counseling Foundation was uh, was started by Roger Shepard, Roger and Carol Shepard in 1989. So 34 years ago, uh, Roger's a very faithful counselor. Very few people, and again, one of those people that a lot of people know, but you might not necessarily say, oh, I went to Roger for counseling. Not everybody self-discloses those that kind of information. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I were impacted greatly by a small group that Roger and Carol led 25 years ago or so. And, uh, they, um, uh, I think about 20 years ago, Roger had asked me to be on his board for the Florida Counseling Foundation. And so I've, I've served there for a while, but when my time at Northland Church ended a couple of years ago, he was one of the people who said, why don't you come over here and work with us? Uh, I, I said, 
sure, but I don't really want to just do counseling. I'd rather continue the kind of pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. which is where we came up with the pastor at large idea and the shepherd ministries being a, a DBA, a, a, an entity that had already been formed by Roger and Carol with a different purpose for years. Are they and the namesake then for this? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So okay. shepherd ministries, uh, it, it's obviously one of those Easter egg kind of moments where it's, it's about Jesus being the great shepherd. It's, it's about sure. shepherding desires that we have, but it certainly was started as Roger and Carol's namesake. Right. And their their uh, heart certainly shines through a lot of what we do at the foundation, which is the parent organization, as well as Shepherd Ministries. Now, this is open to anyone. Uh, obviously, they do, I'm sure paid counseling so people uh, in, they do insurance work and things like that yes roger and and about 10 associates and, and i think three interns at this point in time are are available for counseling on a fee basis mm-hmm. uh not not insurance um but but a fee basis shepherd ministries is a is a fascinating thing part of why we we started this was we wanted to offer an a 100 donation based kind of service for pastoral care spiritual direction direction. And a lot of people just cannot access counseling, mm-hmm. even with insurance um, for because it's cost prohibitive. And mm-hmm. and a good friend of ours, a woman named Sarah Baker, give Sarah a shout out, said hey, to me <laughs> at one point in time, a few years ago, she she had been involved and I was involved in the RTS Master of Arts in Counseling program in the clinic uh, over the past 25 years. And, uh, but a lot of, uh, a lot of what we grieved over was that if, if you're not middle class to, to high middle class, upper middle class, it's hard to get counseling affordably. Mm-hmm. And so part of our model was to, was to create a pay it forward model. So a lot of generous friends and donors have, have allowed for shepherd ministries to exist and are, are paying it forward to create an environment where we can see someone for coaching or counseling, Rebecca and I together or individually and, and, and a charge, charge nothing to that person. Wow, that's great. Uh, we invite them as time goes on to become a part of our circle of, of donors and pay it forward to others. And to the extent that they can, some some of those people who would be quote, quote unquote clients to us become very generous donors very mm-hmm. quickly, and and others are able to chip in, you know, enough to pay for a cup of coffee or two mm-hmm. a, a week, and then eventually on down. But God has been very faithful to provide donations to to give us a base of operations, and to invite people into this to, as I said, pay it forward to others. So that's, so whether it's, there's no rental for the charge for the building, Mm -hmm. we invite folks to use the building as long as it's available. And, and so a lot of those relationships just lead to looking forward to what God brings and how he uses the space, space of the building, the space of our lives in, in order for for his purposes. I could be wrong, but it it doesn't seem like there's a lot of business models or ministry models that you guys have been able to really kind of shape this after. It's Mm -hmm. like God's just doing something different with you guys. Something (laughs) countercultural. Yeah. Counterculturals are a big thing. It's like, you know, there's something in us that 
I wouldn't call us contrarians, but I would say no. we, we certainly have. I mean, I'm not at least. <laughs> contrarians. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure I've heard of that denomination mm. yet. Yeah. <laughs> we just started it like, last year, February. That's, so That's too funny. And this, again, the, the lighthouse has recently had its grand opening then. So this sure. is relatively new. Yeah, we. I think Kevin mentioned it earlier. We really thought that the renovations were going to be done in August of last year. <laughs> uh, and Welcome so, to the world yeah, of construction. I know, right? exactly. And what ended up happening was it, take, it took much longer. But uh, we talk a lot about how in that time, uh, God was really working on us, you yeah. know, our transition from Northland, you know, God, what are you calling us to? And and we revised it so, so much during that time. So it was very intentional. Again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, we had a, a sort of a preview open house on June 22nd for stakeholders and donors and just close family and friends. And it was just an incredible time. We had mm. about 75 people there, which was uh, wonderful. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we had a very small ribbon cutting, ribbon cutting with uh, more of our ministry partners and close stakeholders and, and friends and some business folks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Joel Hunter was there and uh, said the invocation over the building. And um, so we're just uh, really looking forward to uh, what God has ahead. That's uh, awesome. You know, we have we have a lot more when, it, when we really put pen to paper, there's a lot more going on in the building than I think we even realize. Uh, and, you know, Kevin and I are looking forward to in January uh, doing uh, leading an unheard study based on the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry uh, by John Mark Comer. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. Um, it's and that that was part of what we were reading and, and working through in this time while we're waiting for the building. In my mind, I was like, God, just open the building already. I was really feeling this burden that ministry couldn't really start until the building was was open. Mm. And the reality is we are already a ministry. Yeah, right. You know, and God was just, uh, again, countercultural. Mm-hmm. That happens to so many people, and they catch on to that. That mm-hmm. I think that old little nursery rhyme where people hold their fingers and fold yes. them and put the little, here's the church, there's the steeple, open it up, and there's the people. Well, the people yeah. are the church, mm-hmm. and it's it's going on. So it's exciting to see how God is using this brand new venture and called the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. It's there right on Maitland Avenue in the good city of Altamont Springs. That's right. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment with our guests today, Kevin and Rebecca. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. My guests today, Kevin Yurichko and also Rebecca Lang, and they're from Shepherd Ministries. And this has been, I think, for a lot of us, a different concept of ministry as uh, they are offering so much that might be different. We were using the term at the end, Rebecca, uh, you brought it up actually, countercultural. There's 
we hear that. I think of even the uh, the movie or the the series that's out right now called The Chosen, mm. and and they have this open of the fish, the, the counterculture, the, the, the fish going against the current. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, again, a, a metaphor that works for what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. A lot of the concept of this ministry is going against the flow of what a lot of people would normally be thinking of. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you seeing that express out as you talk to people and they're finding out, they'll say, what is Shepherd Ministry? How do you answer? Um, I would say uh, we're a ministry really focused on being present. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we talked earlier about some of my time at The Gap. Uh, we talked about, obviously, our time at Northland. And and many of um, the things that we experienced there were really rooted in efficiency, productivity, statistics. You know, I think I shared, um, I would I would report out stats on all sorts of things um, at North related classes and groups. And those things are all really, really important. It's important to know how and to what level you're effectively engaging folks, uh, especially when you're talking about spiritual formation, the importance of community. So being in a small group or uh, being a part of a, a ministry there at Northern or any other church for that matter. Um, and so life was always busy, but at both of those places, you know, and even growing up as a child, I think my mom, never let me have free time because she didn't want me to get in trouble. And so she just kept me super busy. Not that I was a bad kid, but I was always on the go and always busy as a kid from as young as I can remember. Mm. And so a lot of my identity and value is in that. Um, And so uh, where I think we're countercultural is we're not focused on um, filling up the the rooms of shepherd ministry or the lighthouse, I guess I should say. And we're not uh, consumed with filling up our personal calendars um, with lunches and coffees every single day for the sake of being busy. Um, We we want to be really mindful and intentional about the people are the opportunities that God is putting in front of us. And so being much more present, um, I would say starting every morning with God, show me where you want me to show up today so Mm -hmm. that I can see you. Um, So good, especially since being countercultural, when you think of being present, it's in the midst of a very distracted mm -hmm. world and the distractions are are so multifaceted they really are are. yeah and and so the idea that we would resist or repent of of the distractions or or of the need to feel needed or the any of those other kind of motivations that seem to drive a lot of our world uh, today and and that's that's just one aspect of of countercultural but certainly being fully present is something that uh when i started doing work with shepherd ministries and started calling it spiritual direction that was really coming from the the work of eugene peterson and the idea and this is from his book working the angles Mm -hmm. he talks about prayer and scripture reading and spiritual direction being sort of the hidden work of of pastors and spiritual direction particularly being that idea of paying attention to what god is up to in the life of another person and so being present with people like we try to do is is certainly to hear 
and to listen to what they're saying. We want them to feel heard, known, cared for, and loved. But but it's even more so, what is God doing in you? What what are we hearing from God as we listen to you? And, and how do we speak to that? And mm-hmm. how do we give him the credit for what's going on and, and offer that to you? And that's, that's been huge. Part of where we get that <laughs> is having offered that to each other in, in a lot of different ways, having offered that to each other's spouses as well, uh, being neighbors and friends and, and Jeff and Linda, our respective spouses, just, you know, it, it being able to speak into each other's lives and, and, and be a, be a part of, of God using us in each mm-hmm. other's lives. It's just, just really huge. So the, our countercultural themes go a lot of different ways as well, because uh, as, as we've talked about, uh, being in church culture over the past couple of decades, particularly evangel- evangelical church culture, there is the sense in which, you know, men and women have to be a little careful as they work together. <laughs> it's uh, make sure that you don't ride in the same car together. Make sure that you, you know, it, there's, there's a, an open door or a window on, on the door and, and uh, several heartbreaking kind of experiences have led me to go, something's not working. I mean, we've all heard about yeah, failures, failures mm-hmm. and, and church of uh, scandals and such and, and realize, well, this doesn't seem to be working <laughs> just to, just to say, you know, avoid this or do that. And so part of what we've tried to lean into is to go, what does it look like to be friends, to be not, not just a brother, sister in Christ kind of tag that line to it. Like we're local Baptist church or something like that. It's, it's, what does it really look like for me to look, look at this, this woman, this friend and go, I I see you as a person, not, not as a body, not as an object. So much of our culture has objectified men and women. And we live in a culture where it's, it's just hyper sexualized. And so to actually realize there's got to be a way for us to encounter each other as, as humans. But part of my history is leading a, a men's sexual integrity ministry for years. A good buddy of mine, and I started that long time ago, and we're still in relationship with a lot of men, and a lot of men that I work with deal with some level of sexual addiction or pornography or other kinds of uh, temptations. And and being a part of that, I mean, you don't get in that ministry unless you've struggled with it yourself, so mm-hmm. <laughs> on-air confession. But being involved in that for 20 to 25 years and even going to pastor Joel at one point in time and saying, this is really hard. This is a difficult struggle. Um, you really ought to fire me, but I'm going to try to try to redeem this kind of situation and the difficulty of being so tempted and, and filled with lust. When I began to reckon with that 25, 30 years ago, it was partly because of the love and amazing um, care of my wife mm-hmm. that I was able to find uh, a recovery path and realize yeah, this is this is a cultural message that's easy to fall into. And so being in this particular place of going, wow, what what is it what does it mean to actually look at our relationship and say we are going we're going to be open and honest with with anybody who asks about the fact that what we see in each other is not a man and a woman. <laughs> we're aware of the fact that we're different genders. What we're most aware of is the fact that we we live life in a way that brings the best out in others for the benefit mm-hmm. of our families. Um, I remember introducing us to to 
to one person at one point in time, a former colleague saying, you know, we're big fans of each other's marriages. We're big fans of each other's kids. Mm -hmm. We, there's just something about a, a richness that isn't about fear. Um, so much of our, so much of our male female relationships, particularly in the church are based upon this fear of being perceived as something weird is going on or, or fear that something would happen rather than treating each other as humans, being honest about whatever struggles or temptations we have, but, but truly encountering the mm -hmm. other person for who they are. Well, that's so important that we are careful and that uh, that's not just cliche. Mm. I think uh, that is, that is something that we're all guarded because there is, there is uh, so many people that would say, oh yeah, that would never ever happen to me. And then you find that's out, well, it, it, it did happen to them and it, it is a slippery slope. That's well said. That's, that's exactly right. And I think when... Kevin invited me to be a part of Shepherd Ministries. Uh, we had several conversations, we meaning um, Linda, Jeff, my husband, mm -hmm. myself around the fire, you know, and just in more than one occasion, you know, just to make sure how, how do we feel about this? We're going to be spending a lot of time together. Yeah. The reality is Kevin is such an amazing therapist and counselor that he spends a lot of time doing that. So we actually see each other less than we expected. But as we ramp up to the end of this year and early next year, we will be. Um, but just to point out that we are really intentional, Mike, about bringing our spouses into this conversation as well and yeah, making sure very important. that, yeah. yeah, all outs, all out in the open. That's very good. I know that one of the things that, and we've got just enough time to ask this question, Kevin, that I know you're a part of, of helping other pastors, mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people will go to pastors mm -hmm. for counseling. They don't realize that so often a lot of pastors themselves really don't feel connected to the level where they can be honest, they can be open, and in many cases need to receive healing, and they don't have anybody they don't feel they do mm -hmm. to talk to. And that's something that God's using you with, right? I, I love that, Mike. It's um, an organization out of Leesburg called Care for Pastors, a fantastic group of people who are coming alongside of pastors, pastors' wives, pastors' children. And uh, I received benefit from them uh, three years ago or so, wonderful counselor named Robert White. And uh, a while back they said, hey, we're getting so many inquiries from pastors. Can you become part of our team and help out here. And I, I didn't have a whole lot of time, but I said, I can help out as much as I can. And it's been a super fulfilling mm -hmm. thing for me, but shocking to realize how, how much some of the pain and difficulty that we encountered in our departure from, from Northland is very common. And a lot of pastors are really struggling in ministry, in their marriages, and uh, and just realizing this is a for such a time as this, it's mm -hmm. it's great to be available in these ways, uh, and not afraid to talk about whatever needs to be processed, and giving giving people that safe space. That's a that's a huge part of what Care for Pastors does. Right. Huge part of what Shepherd Ministries does is to say safety in relationship is is the bedrock of mm -hmm. being able to create a healing environment. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned an event that's coming up soon. Can you oh, give yeah. us those details? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, October 14th. So just a little less than two weeks away um, at the lighthouse, 400 Maitland Ave. 
have we're just gonna have a a big barbecue outdoor barbecue community event it's fall y'all let's celebrate together right. and so we are gonna have a kona ice cream there kind of uh, snow oh, cones that is such a great thing yeah. listen and kevin and our friend mike demery are gonna cook some incredible brisket mm. uh hamburgers and hot dogs and uh, we're gonna have some bounce houses for little kids big kids and just a whole bunch of events and uh you know crafts and games so it's a family event we'd love for you to stop by and uh, come visit us and it's really just intended to be you know uh, community oriented mm-hmm. uh we all have some raft um and uh just really looking forward to getting to not know just the community that we have through relationship but even our actual physical community the lighthouse is sort of nestled in the midst mm-hmm. of uh oriental gardens oriental gardens a <laughs> neighborhood right. correct yeah. um and so we are really looking forward to that well i really appreciate you guys coming in yeah, spending this hour us. with us it's yeah. great rebecca lang kevin urichko uh, it is just great to hear what God's doing at the Lighthouse mm-hmm. and through Shepherd Ministries. That website again is shepmen.com. S H E P M I N dot com. Yep. And you can go there and find out all the good stuff. It's yeah. great having you here. Thank Thanks you. for having us, Thank Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. My pleasure. And friends, thank you for joining us for yet another program. We'll see you next time here on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs>